Sue Patrick's 5211 Burnett Road. Come on out and see us. Tyler Campbell, or 5222 Burnett Road, sorry, I said about four times of the first show. Tyler Campbell is out signing his books right here next to us. Come on out and get your UT gear. Get yourself uh, one of Tyler's books. And, and just, uh, it's a really exciting day for Tyler. I mean, like we were talking about on Revved Up, Cameron, you know, to, to be at the point where, where you have a best-selling book, to have a best-selling anything, I mean, best-selling album, best-selling book, best-selling just anything. I, I mean, it, it just, uh, it really puts a stamp on just your legacy. I mean, if, if you have a book that is doing what this book is doing, that, that, that's a legacy moment. I love to ask Tyler the nerves that go into a day like this when you spend so much time on this book, right? The amount of time, the effort you put into it. And you have a book signing and you're nervous about who's going to show up. And today it's been a great reception for TC. He hasn't had any time to step aside. I mean, this show just started and he's yep. still signing autographs, talking with fans. And I love how every time a person comes up, he doesn't, he doesn't just give them 30 seconds. He, he right. spends five, ten minutes with each person and just shows you how great of a person he is. Yeah, Ty Tyler is a guy. We've talked about it so many different times. Uh, that's Cameron Parker and Rodney Rodriguez. Tyler, uh, Tyler will jump in here at some point. But we, we've talked about it so many times where, where you meet TC and, and you talk with him, whether you have a phone conversation, you meet him face-to-face, -face, whatever it is. Tyler Campbell, or even you see one of his Instagram posts or something that he posts on Twitter, that is Tyler Campbell. I mean, there is no – you get a lot of folks where, where, you know, they cook themselves up a little bit. I mean, you have one persona for this, and then you have a different persona for somewhere else. But Tyler Campbell is a dude to where it, it – you that's what you get. And that's a guy right there where genuinely cares about people. And he's a guy where I really believe that if you're in his – if you're in his tribe, if you're in his pack, this is a guy where you're in a desperate situation. You're in need of, of something. If you have to reach out to him and he has it, he's going to give it to you. You might say he's the Noah Gregson of Austin. I'm, exactly I'm not going to go that far. No, no, he's a little bit, it's a little bit nicer. But yeah, in in this in this day and age of my generation, you know, social media is what you know now drives content and how sure. you make money. And you can be one person on social media, and once you turn your camera off, once you turn your phone off, you step away from Twitter, Instagram, you might be a completely different person. TC, not like that. Who you see. Who he is right now talking to these people out here signing his book, he's the same person when he's on the air and when he's uploading the posts on Twitter and Instagram, and it's great to see. Absolutely. Come see him, 5222 Burnett Road right here at Sue Patrick, parking right in the front. They've got their own parking lot right here, guys. Like we were talking about on Revved Up ATX, you don't have to walk blocks and blocks and blocks to get here. You can get uh, Tyler's book. There are other great books here as well, shirts, polos, everything that you want. If you're a Texas fan, it, th this is a store for everyone. So come on out and, and see Tyler. Cameron, you and I were talking be before Revved Up. I want to get your thoughts as we embark on another season of high school football. You, you and I yeah. will both be, you know, c calling games at various points throughout the year. But uh, your thoughts as we we're in a realignment year. Mm -hmm. So now we've got we've got you know five A to four A all or five A to six A all of the, all of this that happens. I love these years because this is when you kind of get the new rivalries and you get yeah. schools that shift. And we've got a lot of we've got a lot we've got college station schools that are coming yeah. to the Austin area districts and, and such. Your thoughts? What what do you think are some of the real pressure cooker districts 
as we begin moving into football season. It's funny you mentioned that. Yesterday I was talking with Alan Cepeda, who's the voice of the, the mm-hmm. Glenn Grizzlies, who you can hear on the IHS Fan Network in their district. They, Glenn used to be with Elgin and Cedar Creek and Bastrop, and now you just mentioned they're going to be playing College Station. That's crazy. In A&M Consolidated, which is it's going to be interesting for, for the travel now, all these schools in the football, the way it's been reshaped. Uh, Georgetown in a completely new district, Dripping Springs in a new district, LBJ jumping up from 4A to 5A. They're going to be in the Austin ISD district, and that's going to make their rivalry with Maynard a little bit more exciting. Oh, yeah. You mentioned rivalries. I mean, yeah. those two teams not fans of each other. So it's going to be a really interesting year, and I'm excited, Rodney. It's already July, and it feels like now is starting the time to prep a uh, this year, we're both going to be working with, with Rick, uh, of course, at IHS Fan. So excited and looking forward to another great high school football season. I think it's going to be tremendous. And, of course, the district that you and I will both be a part of, 25-6A, once again, you know, we like to say the Round Rock ISD district. That's, you know, got the usual players. And there's always the outlier, and that's where the shuffling comes around. Hutto goes out the door. They're going to be doing a, now they're going to have some travel. They get to, they get to do some stuff up north, and here comes Maynard. So I think that that twenty five six A is going to be very interesting because you've got Vandergriff, which has been the one that the last few seasons you when the seasons start, they're the ones that everybody's kind of shooting for. They're setting a really high mark because they are a constant district champion. But Round Rock's always really solid. Coach Cheatham there with everything that he's doing. But uh, McNeil that you mentioned, I, I think McNeil is is. That's a good pedigree right there with that coaching staff. They're on the upswing. I think Westwood is a team with, with Coach Wood where, where he's getting some athletes in place and they're beginning to build stuff up. And Stony Point with Coach Cheshire, it's it's just a fun district to be a part of because those guys just bash each other every week. Yeah, it still feels like Vandergrift, the Vipers, will still be the team to beat going forward. They have a great program. we got Mike Hards now rolling in. <laughs> Hardball Hards, how you doing, bud? Yeah, we had Bucky Godbolt Bucky, earlier. Bucky, man, a... man, all the celebrities from the Horn are out here. So, guys, if you're listening, please stop by the Sue Patrick store just off Burnett Road. It's it's a store I don't see a lot anymore, Rodney. It's something I grew up with. It's stores like this where you have, you have great boutique items and great clothing. I mean, they got the brand-new Texas Nike polos. you got Champion out here, some great stuff. And then yeah. you can also, uh, as you guys mentioned, buy socks and candles. And yeah. you can have your book signed by... Mr. TC speaks himself. This really is it. Really is a cool spot because it has. I grew up in a small town. I mean, I grew up in Lockhart. So to me, this is kind of it is the you know small you know town square shop to where you go and you know all all everything that you need you can find it here. I mean, about the only thing that you can't do here is get a prescription filled for crying <laughs> out loud. But it uh, they do. They, there's toys. There's there's everything here for everyone. And please come on out and support Tyler because this really is a, a big day for him and, and a lot of work that has gone into this and and the the thing about it is not only celebrating for Tyler the book but just celebrating everything that Tyler's been through I think is a big part of it because yes the book is one thing but there's a reason there's a book and it's the story that's in here and I I think this is something you want to get your hands on yeah definitely and and touching back earlier in the show I've read the BTX Ryan you guys were talking about Tyler Reddick his win last week at at, uh, Road of America holding off Chase Elliott who of course is, is a great road course driver and it seems like chase now he won two weeks ago now back in form he's been leading the 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 standings all year and Mm -hmm. hadn't won a race until i believe this past month now he has two wins he seems like he's really coming alive 
after Kyle Larson had just a hot start and, of course, his incredible season last year. Yeah, I'm going to be curious to see what happens with Hendrick because uh, Alex Bowman has kind of been the constant right there where, where he's, he's been solid. You know, he, he may not win every week, but he's been really, really good. And then you had a you had a point right there where William Byron was just knocking yeah. him down. I mean, right, right out of the box, William Byron was just so consistent. It was really cool to watch. But as it's, uh, it, it is going to come down to because Chase has definitely turned the wick up a little bit. That, that team, they, they, they have found something. And, and this, I'd love to get your thoughts on this, but because something that Bobby and I talked about at the early part of the season is it's going to take a little bit for these teams to figure this car out. Because yeah. folks, folks look at the look at the cars and it's like, well, it's not that big a difference. It's the underneath. It's the the parts and pieces and everything that goes into what you can and can't do with this car. I really like what this car is doing, and we are starting to see where where teams are hitting on stuff just like they have in the past. Chase Elliott did a, an interview with Jeff Gluck of the Athletic. Does it twelve questions? And uh, Chase had done this interview. He done it twice. One a few years ago, and he was asked, "Build your favorite race car, or build a, a race car that you would like." And in this interview, he was asked the same question. He's like, "Well, with this new car, it's completely different now. Everything's been is now out the door, and we got to focus on this new car." And like you said, I think there was definitely an, an adjustment period. We've seen it definitely in Formula One. We're going to see it in, in every racing aspect where when a new car is dropped some teams are more prepared for it and in right. f1 it was ferrari and haas mercedes they weren't prepared for it and now here we are at the end of the the first season or the first part of the season going into july and mercedes is finally finding some pace and it seems like hendrick they had pace at the beginning chase didn't have that pace it was it was byron and bowman and kyle larson and now it seems like elliot has rekindled and yeah. he has found that pace and right now probably the best hendrick driver out of the four for sure it, it, and it really is all about the feel of it because with with the, with the changes in the car you you grow accustomed to 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 the package there right there and the gen 6 car had been the car for for quite a while and there were different tweaks and variations to it but but still basically drove the same way and i've heard dale jr say many times on record where dale jr says that the actual the the, the best car to drive right now as a racer is actually the xfinity car mm. where that's that's the that's the driver's car which I, I don't i've never had the pleasure to drive either one of them but i really think that the next gen card really does put it back in the hands of the driver which is what we want i mean obviously it's a team sport but but we want the driver to excel we we want the driver to be the one that that is actually doing things that are going to make the car better and this has been really obvious because you've got you've got some of the guys that kevin harvick is the one that comes to yeah. mind kevin harvick cannot stand this car nope. and the the results are there he just has not been able to produce and he's one of the guys you know we, we were talking about guys that haven't won a race and he's sitting on the outside looking in and he's right there on the cut line you know with points and I mean, how weird is it going to be if you get to the playoffs? Kevin Harvick's not a part of it. Especially considering two years ago, he, you know, he was right there with Chase Elliott. I believe him and Hamlin had, what, eight, nine yeah. wins that season? Yeah. And now he's sitting right here. I'm looking at the standings. He, where is he at? I'm scrolling 11th place, no wins. He's got four top fives. You mentioned he's got the results, just hasn't pulled yeah. through. But as we get closer and closer to the final races, Kevin Harvick outside the top ten is is it's weird to look at. Yeah, and and where I was going back to that is the feel of the car, and I talked about it early in the season where you mentioned like with Mercedes, it was obvious where where, where Russell was excelling a little bit better. There was there was something in that in that car, but of course they've changed that car again. The the Mercedes car has changed again since the beginning of the season, but the, there was something in there that just did not fit the attribute to how Lewis Hamilton likes to drive a race car. The feel of it, and and. They've they found something because, like you said, the, the, he's much more competitive. But it's a constant work in progress. But when you're trying to find the field for something, and you're and you're marching towards a championship, 
each time that you're trying to get a feel on it, you're losing points and losing time. Yeah, you, you can kind of compare Harvick and Hamilton. Of course, Hamilton's won eight titles. He's probably the best driver of all time. Harvick has not won eight titles, but <laughs> they're two guys who, in the past cars, they dominated the sport, right? They're at the peak of each grid, every race, the two best cars to beat. And now you go into this new car, and, and Hamilton has struggled. And some of that you might go back to Abu Dhabi, the way the season's ended, just Mercedes right. not being prepared. But George Russell came out, and it, it, I've heard discussions about, you know, why has Russell been able to drive this car better than Lewis Hamilton? And some of some of the responses have been, well, Hamilton's always been the top right. every race, right? He's always right. been first, second, and third. Russell's used to driving crappy cars. I mean, he was in Williams, and it was in the back of the pack, and he still find, found the ways to get close to the points. Well, Hamilton always had the best car, and he – Probably the best driver, but now with Mercedes struggling, it took him a little bit to get adjusted to it. You saw today in the sprint race, he was behind the two Haas cars, Schumacher and Magnussen, and just could not get by yeah. Schumacher, which is something that a year, two years, three years ago, so you just never would think. Right, and and you knew this was going to happen when 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 Russell got the nod to jump into the other Mercedes because we saw it in the one-off race that he got to drive the yeah. Mercedes. I mean, he goes right to the front, and that's a great point, Cameron. To where you're used to you're used to struggling, and you're used to to, to subpar equipment. There are so many there are so many there's a driver in the Xfinity series, Bailey Curry, mm-hmm. that he's from Austin. I grew up watching the kid race. I called so many of his races out at uh, Thunder Hill Raceway Central. Texas Speedway. This guy has the most natural talent that you would ever see in a race car driver, but you got to get him in the right stuff. I mean, he's running now for, for probably a mid-pack team in the Xfinity Series, and he bangs out top 20s every week, and, and he's doing it. I mean, you go up and you see the obvious differences in equipment when you step up, when he's parked next to a, a college car or whatever it may be, but it's you got to get in the right situation, and you have to, and you have, to have the feel, and yeah. that really does seem to be where Hamilton is back at that, and I'm hoping Harvick gets to it because he's running out of time. Yeah. He's running out of time. We got more coming up. It's real life, real talk, real life, real race talk, all this good stuff. Cameron Parker, Rodney Rodriguez, Bobby Chaffee still here. Tyler Campbell's fixing to jump in. We are live at Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road, Suite 150. Come see us. Get your copy of The Ball Came Out. Life from the other side of the field. We're live local digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Oh, here is this I can't remember. I've been popping my collar, popping, popping my collar, popping, popping my collar. Oh, here is this I can't remember. I've been working these holes and they better put my money in my head. In my head. Oh, here is this I can't remember. I'm sorry, Rod. I had to, I had to let the music play a little bit, man. All good. We over good. here grooving. Man, but hey, listen. Big thank you to you, sir. Hey, man. For being able to be here. And, and and to be able to just pick up the pieces. Oh, man, it's my pleasure, dude. Hey. This, this is a big day for you. I've been talking about that all morning, man. It, anything I could do to help you, man, I, I'm right here for you, brother. And it, and it speaks volumes, Phil. For the individuals who don't know you, who have not met you and, and Bobby, um, guys, when, when I needed somebody to step in, it means the world um, as somebody who, who – you know, we're co-workers. Sure, you know, and absolutely. You, you, have, you have family time. You have other things on your agenda for the weekend. And, and so for you guys to be here and being so supportive of it. And, and I'm happy because I think some of my, my listeners, if they were listening in, yo, they got some racing. They're going to learn. Yeah, they got something got in their system on. today, huh? <laughs> they got something to learn about. They're going to be hooked. They're, They're going to be hooked. That, that, hopefully. Listen, hopefully. I, well, here's the deal. I want, I want people to know this because this is important. And we've had our, our conversations. My mom is here. You know, my big thing growing up was, was dirt bikes mm-hmm. and racing. And my mother never 
let me get one. I'm 35 it's years old. It's dangerous, dude. No, it's not. <laughs> it's right on time. I'm 35 years old, and she's here. She's listening to this, and, and, and she robbed me of my childhood. Well, I tell you, that, uh, that, listen, that, that tends to happen, listen, man. It tends the, to happen. Here's the deal. So we're talking, ladies and gentlemen, Real Life, Real Talk Nation. If you ask me one of my top five movies still to this day, all right, you're going to get two of them that are completely off the wall, and they are thrashing. <laughs> which is a great skateboarding yeah, movie. Yeah, it was. A young Tony Hawk is mm -hmm. out there. Number two, Winners Take All. Yeah. Winners Take All, baby. Yeah. And it's the dirt bikes. It's, it's, it's Rick Mellon. Oh, man, it's, 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 it's the Supercross in Dallas Cowboy Stadium, which, which led to me actually as a kid going to Supercross. That's the whole reason why I wanted to see it. And we talked about this growing up and watching Jeff Emming and all, all these people. When you started dropping Jeff Emming yes. on me, I'm like, yes. man, now this dude knows the Supercross. Yes, and, and, ta and tail whipping. I mean, that was a big part of my life. But, it, but it's, it's one of those things. I always wanted to ask you, how old were you? when you got into racing in general? Because, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just wanting to know what's that like. I, I've, been told, I've been told that my dad took me to, to the old racetrack in Austin out here on 812, 183, mm -hmm. when I was three weeks old. That's probably the only race I don't remember <laughs> in my whole life. But, but I think I really got actively into it probably three yeah. or four years old. Yeah. And, 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 you know, for me, it was, it was a thing where – because that was a Friday night racetrack. Okay, and what, also, what, what would happen? What would happen is, is I'd be in school. Yeah. And I could – it was like clockwork every Friday. I'd get out of school early. My dad or my aunt would go get oh, me. Got to get me out early. We weren't even racing. We were just going to watch. And, TC, the races didn't start till 8. But and you're out of school, though, right? You are. You, it's a full. So what you're saying? They're going is to they're, get me out of school at one o'clock in the afternoon for eight thir eight o'clock racing. They get stuck in your blood, man. Man, and it's I, like anything. And so, yeah. and that's, and, and so that leads me to this because I think I think I want people to know one of my biggest reasons for always loving, speaking, and listening to you and Bobby is because it is when you have the opportunity to see and watch. For me, particularly men, be some so passionate yeah. and so enthusiastic. Um, you can tell that it means something different mm -hmm. than just watching and seeing who the winner is going to be. Who, 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 you know, all this other stuff. It is about the day, the event, all these other things that transpire and the culture that comes from racing. And I think I love, I love listening to it. I love hearing it because y'all love it so much. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And whenever you get to meet men who are passionate about something, it gets me excited. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of the energy that I come from the show, I want people to know it, it comes. And we always talk. I pop my head in there and you guys show all the time. <laughs> and 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 it, I, I love listening to what you guys have. And it, it, I just want you to know it's a it's a blessing to me. Well, and, and it, I really appreciate it. You know what I mean? For what for what you guys do. Yeah. And. And I want people to also know, hey, it's it's in my blood. I just didn't get the support from my family like you got from yours in terms of in terms of getting me out of school at one o'clock. Okay, so we we're going to Friday Night Lights. We need to, we need to go over there and see Friday Night That's Races. Right. That's right. We, we we missed it. That's we right. missed it. You yeah. hear me? That's crazy. You got robbed, man. You don't know what you missed. <laughs> That'd be a whole different book. Oh, man. <laughs> that, so, that, oh, that listen, was, that's coming in part two. That's all part right? two. We'll, so, we'll call it something different. That's right. Tyler, I've always wanted to ask you. Okay. So, so with, with, <laughs> with sports, I mean, I played a lot of sports when I was a kid. Um, the, the lessons that you learn, and Cameron and I both, Bobby, we, we've all, you know, called sports or whatever, yeah. high school sports. Talk about, because to me, there are things that I learned from coaches when I was a kid. Yes. I mean, even Pop Warner right. coaches that, that I learned. I think it's so important for, for kids today, it doesn't matter if you're a young man or a young lady, 
get involved in some kind of group sport because you're going to learn life lessons that you will carry into your life yeah. till the day that you are buried. You're going to learn things in team sports. I, I think, um, you know, there's such there's always that rap about, you know, with athletics and, and, and so many times people don't see what's behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, accountability and, and responsibility. Um, it's not about you and your accolades if we're going to cohesively work together as a team to meet the ultimate goal, which is to, to win a game or to defeat somebody. Um, those valuable lessons um, have stuck with me from childhood. My principles that I stand on, so much of that is what was developed through through sports. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't always the beautiful moments. It was, man, Rod, to work hard for something and then fall short to practice, 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 and then it doesn't work out. Yeah. Okay, so – so now what do we do in life now that this doesn't work out? Do we, do we quit? Do we not show up at the track to try to, to try to change the standings the next time we have the opportunity for a race? Or do we go back, try to analyze what it is that we did wrong, uh, what, what it is that could be done better? And before you know it, you are learning valuable business skills and life skills that certain people that may have never been around a sports setting – never got exposed to those things, you yeah. know, and, and not known or understand what it's like to to have disappointment and to have failure, but to not stay there, but to keep trying to go and persevere. Yeah. And, and it's not always your education. It's not always, you know, w- w- the money you come from or, or where you grew up at. It's those things that are underlying that ha- help, help people pro- uh, propel themselves to where it wants to be. So when I look back over so much of the stuff in the book, so much of the stuff that I talk about, um, I thank, so thankful of the great coaches, the great mentors in and along the way that helped give me life skills and life tools that I now pass on to my children, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and there's more to it than just the scoreboard. Oh, for sure. Oh, there's it, so it, much And Tyler, I, I really think that, that obviously we, we, we all want to win. We, yeah. we all want to win. Everybody wants we're, to. We're, we're programmed to win. But what I would like to see – you know, just in, in society right now yeah. is people need to learn. You need to learn how to lose yes. because you're going to lose a lot in your life. And you have to learn how to how to um, one bounce back from that. And number two, make yourself better after you lose. It's uh, you know, I, I think, you know, that's and that's the one thing that doesn't get discussed is the reverse angle mm-hmm. you learn so every when you're king of the hill when you are winning when you're getting the w's and everybody's patting you on the back yo life is good absolutely life is great but that's not the reality of life in all actuality you're going to lose a good chance a lot more than you potentially will win but then you'll discover how much do you love this thing that you do and and how much are you willing to sacrifice how much are you willing to put in extra time how much are you willing to admit where your mistakes were and and be open and say hey i, I could have done this better you know looking yourself in a mirror and reevaluating yourself is 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 a tough thing to accept in the wake of of a loss yeah. You know, because we, we live in a society where there's a lot more finger pointing. We even see it from our professional athletes. You see it in the pits. You see it in, all the time. It's uh, it's quicker and easier to do this than to look here. Right. Um, but when you look here and you can be honest with yourself um, in those moments of loss, you've entered a whole nother level of maturity for yourself that skyrockets you above and beyond so much more of society. Yeah, it, it really – man in the mirror is a big thing. Oh. And, and, and that – you know, I hear that song. When I cycle, they play that song every now and then. And it, it, it always hits home because it is. It's always so easy 
to 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 point out whatever's going on, but I mean, it, it really is. It, the change is here, man. The change is here. Come on, I, I think. Come I mean, on, I, man. I, I and, and, and 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 we talking about Michael Jackson. We talking about the Michael Jackson song. What more, man? The yeah. mirror song. Yeah. Man, listen. And that's man. You take me back to my childhood with Michael Jack. That was when he was the kid. But yeah. But no dirt bike. No dirt. Bu- <laughs> man, and there's another movie. Man, the dirt bike kid. I mean, I was I was going through all these movies. I watched the dirt bike kid. Come on, man. You got know. Come on about the dirt bike kid. The dirt bike. Was, I forgot was from, was from I don't know where if the dirt bike was from outer space or whatever, yeah, but it, it, it talked, it did everything. Yeah, oh, down with Hodgkin, save Mike's dog. <laughs> oh, this is how much I love oh, these dirt bikes. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's <laughs> when when you but when and I use my son as an example. Sure. My son is he's nine. He's gotten into track and field early. And it's not so much we could give a dang about medals. We could care less how he do, how he does. What I'm looking at is from the, the things that he's starting to learn is he's starting to learn I have to sacrifice what I eat. I can't, sure. I can't eat McDonald's. I can't candy. eat uh, candy two hours before the track or else I'm going to throw up. So it's like he's learning He's learning like like sacrifice sure. and learning like self-denial. That's a good thing. And it's a, and it's a good thing. And, it, and it's a lot of principles that our next generation needs. Um, because the technology is so great, their video games are amazing. Rod, how good are the how good are the, oh, racing, the racing games, games that yeah. you see now? I mean, because yeah. I my crazy. son my son plays them, so it's like it ain't no are, pole position. Oh no, bro! These are, and you can get lost in that, yeah. and so you you want your kids to get out there and, and bump their head a little bit. You want them to learn how to give up, sacrifice something. You want them to know how to take a loss at something. That's right. Um, because there's plenty of them waiting for you in life, and the better you understand how to deal with them early. Um, you you keep yourself from blowing up. You you'll keep yourself from doing something obnoxious on your job that embarrasses your team. Or uh, you the quicker that we can help our youth and the next generation learn it, you know, um, the better off we'll be. I, I'm yeah. forever grateful for sports and the mentors. Yeah, that absolutely, came with it, yeah, you know? it, it is, man. And, and, and the coaches and the people that that, that teach it, that instruct it. Uh, I mean, those those people are godsend yeah, to they me are, man. because they, yeah, they are. Uh, Lord knows they ain't doing it for the money. Come on. <laughs> Not doing it for the money. Come on. Uh, I mean, the, the, and, and the thing is, I mean, we entrust them with our most uh, prized yeah. possessions, They're right? With the children. With the yeah. children, yeah. Yeah, and, and they do a great job of it. But, uh, yeah, great conversation. we got more coming up. Coming up. Yep. Come on, come on and see us. We're at Sue Patrick, 5222 Burnett Road. Yeah. Get your copy of this book. We still got plenty, and uh, go Cowboys. That's right. We, we got to talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll I, I snuck that. that in. I snuck that in. I'm sorry. More coming up on the Horn. We're live local <laughs> digital on the Horn app at hornfm.com. <laughs> Not on the mic, y'all. You know I'm. I'm talking. I'm with my man Rodney here. We're having a heck of a time. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Yeah, no scripted. But me and Rodney, we we can talk. Me, Rodney, and Bobby, we're here. Bobby's in the stands. He's he's making all kind of crazy noises over here. On, on he's making a list of what he's buying. <laughs> I, 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 read it. I, I know him. He's got a list of what he's gonna buy. Hey, this is awesome, man, guys. We've been at Sue Patrick, and it's just been a joy. People have been coming by, signing books. You guys come by. You'll see my children in here doing what I used to do in Sue's Sue Patrick's store when I was a kid. Raising heck. Raising heck, and 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 Sue would make me come back and fold all the clothes that I messed up and. And it's just, it's a joy. I mean, it's funny how life repeats itself, right? And so it has been a joy. Thank you to everybody who's, who's come out today um, and, and been so supportive with the books and the sales. It's been a joy to come get pictures. We're still here all the way up until 1 p.m., so, so come by. You know, it's, it's fantastic. I got, 
I got a few agenda items, and, and I got some more of that stuff that I need to ask Rodney uh, <laughs> as we as we go through. But you know, I I, I wanted to let this marinate on on the cere cerebrum, and, and 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 I want I want you to interject on this and give me your thoughts and your perspective because I I come from a place of where you know I grew up and and and, and spiritual and, and and a man of faith and all that stuff growing up, and and a lot of times I think it forced me to where. You know, a lot of times in life, my cup would run, would run empty, um, doing so much to to help and try to serve and to try to, you know, you be the best possible person that you can be. And and I, I think also when you talk about being selfish, sometimes it's it's depicted as something that's wrong. Um, you're not supposed to do that or you, you shouldn't be that way or um, but I, at times, Rodney, man, I feel like if you don't if you don't take care of yourself first then it's, it's hard to take care of other people if you're if you're out of energy if you're yeah. if you're over consumed and, and you don't have any arms to stretch you know I, I agree and, and because it really is I know that that at times at times I feel selfish and I am uh -huh. I, I mean I totally am I, I totally am admittedly so but but it really is where where you can beat yourself up over it but but the thing is at some point you do have to be mm -hmm. because it's like you're saying i mean you you've got your family they're they're going to take care of you there are people that are going to watch out for right. you you've got all of that but but at the at the same time it's like we were talking about the man in the mirror yes. nobody knows you better than you yeah. i mean whether good or bad you know i know all of my bad tendencies and i know the good ones <laughs> and and that's the thing where that selfishness has to come in because like you said, if you don't take care of yourself, you are running down a very deadly path. Yeah, and so that's and that's my thing, and so that's why that's my let that marinate on your cerebral on graphic. That's what I wanted to ask you because it's good to have your perspective because you're something I somebody I look up to. I lo love you guys very dearly, and so for everybody today, you know, write this down. Uh, let that marinate on your cerebrum. Learn to be selfish. So your heart has capacity to be selfless. Mm -hmm. All right. Learn to be selfish. So your heart has the capacity to be selfless. And I think once you understand the desires of your heart, once you know how to fulfill your needs, you've opened up room in your spirit and in your soul to help other people. And then vice versa, you know when you're too much into yourself because you know what real, real, real bad selfishness looks sure. like, that it makes it easier to catch yourself and say, well, I can put myself in this person's shoes. I've got room to give over here and over there and over there. Yeah. So um, my, my perspective is a little bit backwards. I know people may not like that, but but in my spirit, I really I really feel that there's a need to be selfish at times. Sure. And so so that way it frees you up to be a little bit a little bit selfless. And and that's my perspective. And that's what I wanted to stand on. That's what I wanted to ask you, um, because you and Bob, y'all are busy. I mean, you're going back and forth. Every race in the country. I don't know where, you know, I'll be listening. I was like, I, they, do you have some form of, where's the database at? Because you've got different races. You've got, you've got moto. You've I, go, got, I go the Rod got, Babers way I mean, right here. It's, see, it's all, oh, it's you all and Rod just, it's, okay. all, it's all handwritten down. So like I, I told Rod, so you're, you're responsible too. There is a reason why the Dave Campbell magazine for Texas high school football is short, right. and they cannot fulfill their needs to get these <laughs> magazines out. So all these coaches there are, are spirals upset. everywhere. Oh, they Absolutely. are angry and they Absolutely. are mad. So you guys, ladies and gentlemen, every high school kid, every coach, y'all get mad at Rodney and Rod because they have <laughs> taken up all the paper in the United States of America with their note-taking and their databases preparing for these great shows that you guys like. Oh, man. I, I, you are I, responsible, Rob. Yeah, I know. It's all my fault. <laughs> but but you know what? I don't need Dave Campbell's. I have it all written <laughs> down right here. So I, 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 don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay, so, so, so and, and this is it. So when it comes to y'all's preparation, 
where where do you go for for all the races? Because there's different levels. I mean, there's, there's different there's stock cars. I mean, there's so much that goes involved. Where where do you go to get all this information? You know, it's it's like anything else because you can consume so much online. Uh huh. But what you have to and, and it's just like anything, any sport. I mean, any anybody that's preparing for something, you you have so much at your disposal. But you have to go in and you have to find what's valid. What's value? You have yep, to find what's right. valid and, right. and of value. So you go in and you do that. I mean, there's various motorsports industry mm-hmm. spots that that you go in. Of and course. The the subscription based ones are usually the better ones because okay. that's that's where you're going to get the good information because right. it's it's you know what what's actual, uh, you know more um, inside mm-hmm. more inside. But yeah, that, that, there's so much. Much of that, wow, so much of that, but man. but but Tyler. So I, I've always I wanted to ask you since since I knew that this was coming out. Yeah. As as you were getting this book put together, and come get your copy. The ball came out live from the other side of the field, right here at Sue Patrick. So as you were going through this and writing this, at any point when you're depicting and recounting all of this, mm-hmm. are there things in here that you were like, oh my god, oh man. Every every you know a lot of times we we are very forward. In, in our society, in America, everything is about what's next and what is to uh, what's to come. What what does tomorrow hold? Um, so there's so much forward thinking. There's so much. I'm not you know I'm not where I may not be where I want to be right now. I've got to get to the next thing. I next next job, next 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 promotion, uh, next event. And when I was writing my book, I was like, oh my, there's so much. And there's so much in there that I I didn't finish mm. and that didn't didn't get out. Um, but I was just. We've all been through so much in our lives, and, and, and so often we don't take the time to pause and look back at, because a lot of times people say, well, what's so unique about my life? What have I done? And you would be shocked and surprised at so much that you've seen, so much that you've heard, places you've been. I mean, that's where I was, I was kind of the most shocked was once I started writing, Rod, it was hard to stop. I bet. And for me, the biggest hang-up was I didn't want to write the book because I was like, what would I write? You know who cares? And then you just get in a mode of, you know, you you write and it and it's free. It's it's therapeutic, and you get to a place where you you don't care what other people think or what other people say, and you're just putting out there what what you think, and and hopefully somebody will enjoy it. And and when I started doing that, it was like the pressure was off. And when I look back over my book, even through the childhood, it just it brought back great memories, great great family yep. memories. Um, the moments of, of meeting my wife for the first time and what, what that was like and, and, and having children and and it takes you back through the, the paths of multiple sclerosis and, and remembering what it was like getting diagnosed and being so alone. So high moments and then those those also tear jerking moments of that you have to relive again. Yeah. So all it's it's all that emotional roller coaster when you're when you're writing a book. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and you mentioned your wife and I think that it goes without saying one of the one of the things that, that's extremely important. We we we're talking about selfishness and, mm-hmm. and man in the mirror and all of that, but mm-hmm. is having is having that good teammate mm-hmm. and you know wh- whether it be a, a wife husband partner whatever it is to, to have that person with you throughout your journey because everybody's journey is different and, and as it should life would be awful boring if we were all on the same journey but when you have somebody that is standing by you yeah. walking step for step with you I mean just talk about that family yeah. life for you guys a- absolutely and and I you know here's here here it, you know in a nutshell I I think about this on the constant I think about it on the regular I and I told I had to tell a gentleman this um, a couple weeks ago, but I know there's there's over seven something billion seven point something billion people in the world. Um, to be lucky enough to love someone, and that person loves you unconditionally back, not for what you ha- not for just loves your heart and you as a human being, 
that is one of the more special things. That's that's so sacred and that's so hard to find. Um, but we are a united front. You know, we're we're Team Campbell, and so if it doesn't sit with the misses, it doesn't sit well with me. Sure. You know, and and I often notice that now that you have children, you know that your children are watching how you and your wife interact. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, it it I don't know how I get on this journey without my wife. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I honestly don't think we're sitting here talking together. Um, I'm speaking. None of that stuff happens yeah. without her in the picture. When when you have somebody that loves you when you don't love yourself, man, that that tells you how, real, how right? big that is. That's real. How big that is. Ah, oh, it's great. And this is real life, real talk. We are at Sue Patrick, fifty two twenty two, Burnett Road. Still time to come on by. Come see us. Grab Tyler's book. Get an autograph. Man, you, you running out? Oh, yeah, running out. Burnett. Bur- Burnett. Burnett. Like Rod, Rod, Rod says Burnett. Burn it, darn it. Darn it. There you go. Come on. All of that. Real life, real talk. More coming up. This is 104.9 AM 1260. The Horn. Watch. Real life, real talk. Tyler Campbell as he continues a special day right here at Sue Patrick as he's got more books. Oh, my goodness. Got a lot of books he's going to be signing right now. He's got a bulk of them right here. Come on out and see Tyler. We'll be here till 1 p.m. He had revved up ATX during the 11 o'clock hour. We're here Cameron Parker back at the Horn Studio, the man behind the glass. It is Mr. Ty Henderson. Be sure to check out his Lone Star Lowdown podcast as well that uh on your uh, podcast sources right there but just a really cool day and cameron as we as we continue to watch oh, he's got a whole a whole other pile right mm. there so that uh that looks uh quite interesting he was down the two books and then uh, i guess he got some reinforcements that went back in they got some more tires out of the, the garage and, yeah, and put them yeah, back out yeah exactly so we were talking earlier let's get back to racing man this is like, let's do it like i talked i'm racing now uh so so now we're going to atlanta we, we were talking about it Oh, qualifying has been canceled. Qualifying yep. has been canceled, so so they'll set via points or however they're going to figure out how to do that. But so so you're with Atlanta. Atlanta now races. It really is the third super speedway, and and I think because we were talking earlier about Road America, you've got a big old long road course. You got a big old long road course here in Austin. You've got the intermediates, which are racing really well now. But now Atlanta being the third super speedway, I think that's a nice little interjection right there to to add some. Uh, pizzazz when because those speedway races are so entertaining it's so quick and it's going to be so unpredictable this this race i think coming up tomorrow you and you and bobby talking about earlier in the show about we've had 15 winners right this year 15 different uh, winners 13 13 14 is in play especially a track like atlanta because any anything can happen and now with chase elliott on the the pole yeah after this rain out yeah elliott chastain and ross has had such a great year what what a fun story for NASCAR for the Sprint Cup Series with, with Ross Chastain coming out from not on a big team, and Chase Briscoe, two 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 drivers yeah. who have really shown their talent in the lower levels, and now to bring it up to the NASCAR Series and seeing what they're doing competing against these top teams like Kendrick, like Penske. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, like what we're talking like with Tyler's story and everything right there. Ross Chastain is is both of those guys are really great stories. But you think about with Chastain, I mean, it has been life has thrown him. Everything. I mean, dude's a watermelon farmer. I mean, when when folks say you know he's a watermelon farmer, that that is no exaggeration. That's what he and his family have done. That is that is their business. But with with Chastain, he 
Just just when you think, I mean, it's one of those things where I said that my book would be called The Ultimate Trainwreck That Keeps On Giving or whatever. Chastain, every time, every time that he was on the cusp of something is like, boom. I mean, so much to the fact that, the, what was it, DC Solar got raided by the feds, you know, for money yeah. laundering or whatever, and it ruined that opportunity. And just, it seemed like every time. So this, this is a really feel-good story and 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 with briscoe as well i mean just he he and his wife you know when it comes to to children and so forth they've been through a lot with that the suarez story is is another where he was down and out but that dude had the perseverance of like tyler campbell where he would not quit he would not quit and the patience has rewarded itself yeah, and the, the way the new format is that I switched over to a few years ago where if you get a win, that, that helps you out in the playoffs. But now, because we have so many different drivers win this year at 13, with just a handful of races left, you know, we could possibly get to that 16 number, Rodney, which which would be the first time in NASCAR history. Sure. But also the first time in this new format. And that could really shake things up, especially if you look at guys who have not won yet, like Ryan Blaney. He has not won yet. He, he's he's fourth in the points right now, second in, in, this, in the projected playoff, but himself he hasn't won yet. Christopher Bell, Turex Jr., who, you know, two years ago, along it's with crazy. Kevin Harvick, were, were top of the sport. Yeah, and and we we actually didn't talk about Bobby. I think we were off. But so Truex coming back. So so the fact that, that Martin Truex is going to be coming back, I was really on the fence as to what was going to happen right there. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's he's got, you know, he and Sherry Pollock's, there's uh, the, all of the great things that they do. But I thought that maybe he was at a point uh, where he was going to step away. But what I really like to see right now is the guys that have stepped away. Talked about Ryan Newman. He won last week uh, in the SRX race. Mm-hmm. Talked about Matt Kenseth. He's going to be racing uh, tonight in SRX, and then he'll be racing Tuesday at Slinger in, in a, just a massive uh, race there as well. Seeing those guys back in the fold, because you, you can never completely take the racing out of a racer, I've always said. But to see these guys still involved, it, it gives – opportunities for the sport to where it's like oh ryan newman's where and they catch some other racing where it doesn't have to be cup racing yeah it allows for the the younger generation the newer drivers the newer talent to be able to be, be a part of nascar but but keep the old guys who are from you know your generation who i yeah. grew up watching still race right the the jimmy johnson's the matt kent the ryan newman ryan newman you know i, I still have his diecast from his u.s army car <laughs> and, and his story from what happened a few years ago the daytona 500 oh into what he was able to do last week. I think it's, it's the first time he's won a race, I believe, since that event. Correct me if I'm wrong, Rodney. That's but right. That's, that's such a great story, and that does wonders not just for NASCAR but the entire sport of motor racing. Yeah, and what what I really like with, with the way that everything is shaking out because you do, they're, 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 we, we talk about it at, at nauseam at times, where there are, uh, there are a very limited number of seats in NASCAR Cup racing yeah. or IndyCar racing or any of them. But there is so much talent that is in line ready to take those seats that there are going to be people that are going to be left out. And you hate that when you get guys like Clint Boyer and guys that maybe – I don't know if Clint Boyer was ready to retire. Yeah. But but he retired. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that may have been a lot of, hey, Clint – yeah, we got some guys that we've got Chase Briscoe here. You knocked on the door, right? Yeah. So you have that. What what I like that, that's helping the sport where, where these guys they have alternatives because they don't want to stop. There are other things that they can do, unless you're Jimmy Johnson and you just go to IndyCar. Yeah. But, you know that that's a very rare occasion right there. But there are different opportunities. It's good for the sport because there are so many up and comers, so many up and comers. And like we were talking about earlier, you've got guys when we were talking about George Russell, especially in stock car racing, where you've got so many great drivers that they're going to get in subpar equipment and they just they never get to flourish. And that's rough. 
Yeah, and they start out the first couple of years, they just they don't get that shot that you that you want them to get, and what happens is the results don't match who they are. And I believe that honestly, at the same time, you know, it kind of discourages that driver, and maybe they lose that confidence because when you come out of like Xfinity, or you come out of F2 or F3, and you're brimming with confidence, but maybe you're not in the right car, like you saw with George Russell and Williams, right? In that last season of Drivers for Five, he was used to contending, winning races in the lower F1, uh, F2 circuits. Excuse me. He gets to F1, and he's battling for. 18th, 19th position on the grid. You got 16th. Congratulations, man. <laughs> yeah. you know, the team's ecstatic. Joss is ecstatic. But George Russell is not because he's used to winning. And it takes some time. And, you know, fortunately, he got his shot. But not all, not every driver gets gets the same shot that George Russell, Russell was able to get. And you right. see that especially in NASCAR. And, and I think it's very refreshing because you have got El – Elliot Sadler was the first one that did yeah. it, you know, way back. But but now you've got, like, like Daniel Hemrick and guys that, mm -hmm. have, that have hit that plateau. I mean, you, you get to the – your dream comes true. You get to the, to the Cup Series. That's the upper echelon, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't yeah. work out, man. And you know that that has to be so hard because the, the pressure, I mean, it, it's just like any, any other job that you have times 100. I mean, the pressure is tremendous. The dollars involved is, is massive money. But when, when you get to that spot and you just can't do it, to, to really pull your boots up and say, I'm taking a step down. That right there, when you want to talk about talking about Tyler's book and, and reflecting, that's a huge reflection saying, I'm going to go back down to Xfinity or Matt Benedetto crying out loud, all the way down to the trucks. Yeah. And that's, that's huge. Yeah, that, that takes – it takes almost courage because at, in, in a solo sport like NASCAR or F1 or IndyCar, whatever, it's your – you don't have a team, right? It, it's yourself when you're out there on the track. Yeah, you, you have a racing team and a pit crew, but really it's yourself. So you got to have an ego, right? And to be successful, you got to be, you know, almost cocky. Like Max Verstappen, you know, he, he's, he probably thinks he's the greatest person sure. on this planet Absolutely. because on the racetrack right now he is. But to, you know, to be able to have the, you know, the presence of mind to realize, you know what, I'm not in the right spot or I have to take a step back. Not a lot of human beings can do that. Yeah, and, and, and I really wonder, you know, I, I would like to talk to the guys that have actually done that. You know, Daniel Hemrick, will he make his way back up? I mean, I, I don't know. I hope he does because he's a, a great talent. I mean, hell, he won the, uh, the yeah. Xfinity Championship. But, you know, does he get back to Cup? I don't know. But to talk to those guys after you've, you've, hit, you've, hit, the, uh, you've hit the top level, when you mm -hmm. come back down and you realize, obviously there's still pressure, but not the pressure of the Cup Series. I'd love to get into the mindset and see if those guys think, you know what, I want to stay here. I like this. This is, you know, I get Sundays off most of the time. I don't have quite the, the obligations that a cup yeah. driver has. If it isn't a moment of solace to where they're like, man, this is the life. I'm good right here. Yeah. I think as a driver, you probably have expectations that you want to reach, right? Like if you're, if you're an up-and-coming driver, your goal is right to reach the top circuit of NASCAR, the top circuit of F1, IndyCar, and – having to uh, maybe adjust that expectation if you know that, you know, maybe I'm not on the right team or I'm never going to reach the peak of my career. If you're able to, to step back and realize that, more power to you because a lot of people don't. And we see that what happens is they get to the top and they burn themselves out right. or they don't reach that situation where they want to reach and then they don't get the points. And next thing you know, they're out of the, out of the league. Yeah, there, there's been there's been many a good race car driver that came in that were going to be the, 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 the great. Yeah, the, the next one. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and they, they faded out or, or they're gone. And then you've got stories. I mean, Joey Logano is another where we see all the success that he's had, but people, a lot of people don't really recall that when he, no pressure, he gets thrust into the 20 car yeah. when Tony Stewart makes the jump 
he it was horrible for him there i mean he won a race at dover on on a rain on a rain race but i mean it was horrible and people counted him down and out and he was lucky because he had the situation with aj allmendinger mm-hmm. failing the adderall test and he gets into the penske car but it it is it is trial and tribulation and you have to keep fighting just like what tyler's book is talking about you have to it gets real yeah and you have to keep plugging it reminds me of chase elliott right because you remember I remember watching Chase in, in the truck series and how talented he was. You know, of course, you know who his dad is. He comes up. He's the next one, right? Sure. Hendricks recruiting him. He's going to fill the shoes of Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson. And it took him how many seasons before he won that first race? Yeah. And, yeah. and a lot of people were thought, well, you know, he's, he's not it. This is not the same guy we think he it is. It's just the last name. And, yeah, he had some success here and there. But he's, it doesn't have it for the top series. And what happened? He won that first race, and they ended up winning a championship right away. Yeah. So it, it does – but we see drivers like I think of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. who who got a you know kind of moved up very quickly to the, the top's level, and I don't know if he was ready, and I don't I think he kind of knows that he wasn't ready himself, and now we see him on a different team. Yeah, and and Dale Jr. is a great example yeah. as well because yeah. there, there are a lot of there are a lot of diehard traditional NASCAR fans that say Dale Jr. was a failure. And I'm like, the guy's won 26 races, a three Daytona 500s. I mean, the guy is hardly a failure. Yeah, he wasn't Dale Earnhardt. And, exactly. With Dale Earnhardt, one of the best drivers of right, all time. Right. And the thing is with Junior, and he's he's talked about this to where at one point, yes, he wanted to be his dad. But then as he got into the sport and started learning the sport and, and saw opportunities, he didn't want to be his dad. Yeah. And and I really think, honestly, I mean, Dale, I was never the biggest fan of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, I mean, I, I've learned to respect him mm-hmm. since, since we lost him and everything that he did, everything that he did. But I am a huge fan of Dale Earnhardt Jr., because he was the opposite, yeah. and, and, and I think that, that Junior, Dale Jr., did a lot for the sport where he bar- brought in a brand-new fan base. Yeah. I mean, that Budweiser era was unbelievable. But he continues to give. He continues to give and make the sport better. But when they say he's a failure, I'm like, dude, what, what are you looking at here? Yeah, when, when you're comparing him to his dad, he's never going to meet that comparison, right? He's never going to reach the adjustment. Right. We see that in F1 with, with Mick Schumacher, right? His dad, eight titles if not the greatest, the second greatest driver of all time. And, you know, when he's racing at Haas and he's not getting wins all the time, people look at him as always well, not his dad. It's like, well, of course he's not his dad. Yeah. His dad's the best. Same thing with Dell Jr. And what Dell Jr. did, I think if you ask any other cup driver, if I can have the career of Dell Jr., they're going to say, yes, I'll take it yeah. right now. Yeah. And the big impact of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Oh, man. It, it was across generations yeah. of sports. Yeah. And, and concussions are okay. Yep. It, well, not okay, but it's okay to have one. Yeah. It's okay to miss some races. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. This has been a great morning into the afternoon right here at Sue Patrick. Tyler is still signing, so if you're close and you're coming, I'm sure he will wait for you because he has them standing in line right now. Thank you all that have made your way out for Tyler Campbell, for Bobby Chaffee, Cameron Parker, and, of course, back at the Horn Studio, it is Mr. Ty Henderson. My name is Rodney Rodriguez. We're back with you on the Horn next Saturday, live local digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Jesus, I love you.